Welcome to Inside the Mind. I'm Tom. I'm Joe. And this is the Inside the Mind chat show. A quick disclaimer. Joe and I are not professionals in the topics we discuss. We talk from a subjective point of view, from our beliefs and experiences we have gone through in life. Secondly, we absolutely love, love, love doing videos. So whether it's podcast or the chat show, please like, subscribe, or even share it with your siblings. It helps us massively. Now sit back, relax, and I'm going to start our 15-minute timer today to discuss the reasons to the decline of mental health in young adults, so people from the ages of 18 to 25. Ready? Ready. Let's do this. I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to talk about a study which um, I heard on Chris Williamson's podcast, Modern Wisdom. Mm. He talked with Jordan Peterson, and a study conducted at Harvard, um, Harvard Graduate School of Education, and it was... Uh, I'll read the stats up first, and we'll, we'll talk a bit around a uh, bit about it. Yeah. It was done on 709 young adults aged between 18 and 25. 34% um, showed that they are lonely, and 44% feeling that they don't matter to others. 51% suffer from anxiety due to achievement pressure. 58% lack meaning or a purpose in life. And 50%, so one in two, are uncertain about their life direction and don't know what they want to do going forward in the future and at this point of time as well, which is pretty pretty scary because yeah, right? being a young adult in today's day and age is just seems to be tough. I, I'm going through it. You've kind of gone through it. So mm. I think it's nice that we sort of have that. I'm kind of at the stage. I relate to a lot of these. You know, the loneliness, especially what I'm doing, you know, working for myself, it, it, it's a lonely place. Yeah. Achievement pressure, I completely relate to. You know, I just, I want to be the best version of myself, not for anyone else, but more for me. Lacking a meaning or purpose, I felt like that for a while, especially, you know, coming to the end of uni before we started doing this and I started doing mm. that. It's like when you don't know what you want to do or what your purpose is, that is frightening. That's actually one of the worst. I think that's what, like, is the cause of a lot of my anxiety was that? Mm. Like, what mm. are you going to say on, on that? Well, as, as mad as those numbers are, like 34% seems high. I thought it would be a lot higher than that. Yeah. I thought it would be a lot higher than that. And, and maybe also there's there's a, a part of this that if I was interviewed in the street or around a campus, I probably wouldn't admit to being lonely. So mm. I think that 34% is probably a little bit higher than that. So there's sort of subject to those numbers. I think they're probably the probably a lot higher than maybe what you'd think. And the 51% achievement pressure, there's no doubt about that. I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, the, the really alarming ones are nearly 60% of people lacking a purpose or meaning. And again, as sad as it sounds, I think it's a sad indictment of the, the, the situation that we're in with people, especially young people, is that, and maybe not even young people as well, older people as well, there's, there is a, a severe lack of purpose. And I'm nearly 30, mate. I'm nearly 10 years older than you. And yet I wake up on days i'm like what am i doing you know i have the direction is it just isn't there at the minute and there, it, it peaks and troughs just like you do and especially especially after uni i think it's so much harder because you come out of uni and you're like what now you know there isn't anything unless you want to be a surgeon and you get straight into working for a hospital those things are few and far between but even those people some of them are directionless and it's just the stress and you know it comes down to a multitude of things which i know we'll get into but um though those stats are alarming for sure especially when it comes to money as well. I think that's the thing which messes a lot of people up is you come out of uni. Mm. Well, if some people go to uni, some people don't. But if you do come out of uni, you're automatically in 40 grand in the hole straight away. Mm. 
and then some like yeah and then it just gets bigger and bigger yeah and that causes a shed load of anxiety because what i was reading here is it says um they compared it to teens so like 14 to uh 17 or 13 to 17 sorry mm-hmm. and almost double in young adults so young adults report significant significantly higher rates of anxiety and depression compared to teens which is 36 percent versus 18 for anxiety and 29 percent versus 15 for depression so nearly double which yeah. shows that something's clearly going on when you leave school and you're going to university i guess that could be like um sort of becoming independent in a way because that, that's hard you know when you go from a structured environment to arguably going out most nights not having any structure you don't actually have to attend the lectures you shouldn't mm. have lectures if you're watching this and you're you're at uni but you don't actually have to do you reckon having that sort of routine and structure that you get at school and the support that can just completely drops off when you get to yeah university? literally none apart from my family i think um i think it's twofold for those that do go to university and the numbers are going down for those that are um the numbers i don't think have ever been lower in terms of going to university post-covid um, and that's with the emergence of um, opportunities that are outside university. People can't afford to go to university. That's a huge thing is, is the money strain of it. Um, and the need and the pressure to go to university isn't maybe what it once was, mm. where you can be hired without having gone to university. You can get an apprenticeship, et cetera. Um, so for those that didn't go to university or don't want to go to university, they leave school at 16. Or if you're lucky enough to go to school like you and I were towards 18, I think because you're spoon fed all the information, you're, you have a, a structured timetable of when you go to classes, when you finish school, et cetera. When you leave school, it's on your own, it's off your own back. You have to go out and cheaply find those things yourself, like a, finding a local sport to join or finding a job. Those things are hard to do and you're just not used to doing them. So I think there's that as well. I think it's the responsibility of having to make decisions for yourself, which you've not done before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big part of that. And I think coming back to it is the financial strain that people are, are under is, even outside of the debts you, you you accumulate having finished university is life is unbelievably expensive. And the yeah. disparity between like, I don't know, renting a house and income are like so far away from each other that no one can afford to ever buy their own house until they're way into their forties and fifties. Like it's mad how, how little people can afford now. So um, a lot of it does come back to, unfortunately come back to the financial side of things, unfortunately. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, I guess I was watching um, Theo Vaughn and Dana White, and Dana White was saying how money's just a ticket for making memories. And I was a bit like, yeah, kind of easy to say when you have like... Many, many millions. I I agree to him to an extent, but then like the majority of people out there are just trying to get money to live, like not to make a memory. And it's impossible to do that. Like... Mm. the ad, uh, average salary, like a graduate job, it is like nuts when you look at the overall thing. Assuming if you're paying back your student loans, you know, debts, whatever, whatever you have going yeah. on, you're also trying to live, you're also trying to make memories, make new friends. Like, I can see why like mental health problems at this point are just so high. Mm. And especially like a lot of the highest suicide rates are um, in older people. So people who've gone through being a young adult but a lot of the problems in terms of mental health, depression, anxiety-wise, not suicide rates, are young adults. And I think that transition mm. from teen to adult is incredibly hard, and that's something I'm going through at the moment. From your lessons of you know going through 18 to 25, what were some of the most like important ones? Because when I spoke to my brother, he was like, it's almost like this sort of maturity like clicks in your head. 
mm-hmm. it's like hard to explain. It's it's just like someone's just turned the tap on and you think differently about things, um, the way you act, the way you view things in life. What what's what's it like going past that twenty five point or to point you're nearly thirty now? Yeah, I wouldn't want to, for anyone listening or, or watching this, is to put a number on it. Because if you reach 25 and you think, well, it hasn't happened to me yet, everyone matures very differently. And I think people reach a certain point in their life, whether it be through um, trauma or through a relationship breakdown or through changing job, or is you'll reach a point in your life, and it could be 25, it could be 30, it could be 40, where it will just click for you and you'll think that you not that you've made it but you'll sort of you'll come out the other side and you think that you've sort of turned a corner slightly and for me it was probably maybe even up to about a year or two ago where I was speaking more about my mental health journey and getting to grips of where that come from whether it be the whole trauma of what what happened to me growing up so to speak is that for me made a huge difference and once I had come to terms with that I was able to sort of um be more accepting of, of my life and, and taking grip on things. And don't get me wrong, I'm still learning. And, and even by the, I'm nearly 30 now, mate. So I'm not nowhere near the finished product in terms of my mental sort of journey. It's but in terms tough. of, yeah, it is really, really tough. So for anyone that says they've made it and they've achieved it, they really haven't. Like, and, you know, you have to look a long way into the future before I'm there. I'm there. But I'm sort of, um, I'm accepting of the fact that I'm a work in progress. Do you think media coverage as a whole, so, you know, like seeing all these things on social media, like, mm fucking these idiots sorry for swearing these mm. idiots who are like yeah i'm 23 and i just you know bought this lamborghini in dubai and it's just like mm. i think that messes with a lot of people i think these people are idiots but i think media coverage as a whole you know loads of these things you see are just messing with people's heads and i think it's actually quite scary because a lot of young adults like it's almost been like the cool thing to just you know, these people lease out a car and they're like, yeah, if you want to be like me and you want to, you know, do this, it's like, mate, like, I think that's actually messing with a lot of people's, people's Mm -hmm. heads. No, I agree. I think, I think, sorry to cut across you. I think social media in general gives, particularly in young adults who maybe haven't got that sort of um, broader idea of what the real world looks like, particularly through COVID, where a lot of young teenagers have lost a lot of those really important years of their life where, a lot of their social structure is really implemented into them. Like kids between the age of 12 and 14, when they were at home doing homeschooling, those are really important years. And when they've reached to 14, 16, they've missed a lot of their time. So yeah. them on social media now, they have a real um, warped view and really unrealistic standards that are set by social media. So they're the stars, the boys and girls, this is across the board, is they're seeing their idols right on tiktok and instagram and they're going why aren't i like that i haven't got a hope of being like that and living in dubai with their lamborghini and their tax-free life and whatever you know girls on their arm in the clubs all day it's just not realistic there's so few people that have that and if they are having that they're probably really deeply unhappy and they're overcompensating with something else and they have deep 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 lying insecurities so they they don't see outside of it they only see the glam the lamborghinis the, the flash cars and the champagne like it's just you know the kids are seeing that and they're going, I'll never have that. So what's the point? Yeah. And you never know like what this person's gone through. Like, did they inherit a load of money? Did they, you know, are they taking out huge loans? Are they in a ton of debt? You, you just don't know. And no. I think mess with a lot of people is a lot of these people haven't done it cleanly that are advertising that lifestyle. Like there's some dodgy mm-hmm. stuff behind the scenes cool. in terms of media coverage. I just wanted to read this study um published in the journal of proceedings of the national academy of sciences in 2013 and it focused on the effects of media coverage 
Mm. So this was done on the Boston Marathon bombing, and this blew my head when I read this. And it was it found that people who consumed a few hours daily of media coverage about the bombing in the week following the event reported higher levels of acute stress rather than the people who were directly exposed to the bombing itself in person. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. The people who were actually at the Boston Marathon had less stress about the event than the people who watched it in the media, saw all the gory headlines, saw all the bad videos. That just shows how powerful social media and media as a whole is. I mean, purely from my personal experience, is I mean that that's horrific, by the way. And I can't quite get my head around why that'd be the case because PTSD of an actual event, like you know, you see people in the army that come back from wars and they just are they're never the same again. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, is I don't watch the news now. I, I I purposely don't watch it. So in the morning, if I come downstairs and I make a coffee with the family, girlfriend, whatever, is I won't watch the news. I won't go on my phone. I, I'll, you know, I'll have the old scroll through Instagram or whatever else. And, and but I, I, I manage that, but I won't turn on the news because there's no such thing as good news. And as an old saying is everything you're seeing on, 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 in the media is negative. It's all, it's depressing and it really, really is depressing. So I, I tell any of my friends who I know who tell me how, obviously what's going on in x y and z i keep on top of it so I, i'm able to have a conversation with my clients about it but i will i won't look into it to the nth degree that it makes me feel miserable because it's not me also running away from it it's not me having my silver spoon privilege which some people might say by not watching the news you're unaware no i'm aware because you can't avoid it but i just don't spend my days looking at the news over and over again at the bulletins coming in from bombings and you know this and this and this and this and this it's i can't i can't be around it mate so i'm not surprised that the numbers are so high stuff like that like really really affects me like and i had a chat with my sister about this literally today mm-hmm. and i was like i literally don't have a clue what's going on in this israel gaza thing like i don't mm-hmm. like, i literally choose not to look at anything i don't know what's going on on either side you know i've heard snippets from conversations but i'm like i don't want to know honestly like i'm mm-hmm. I don't want to be be rude. I just don't want to know because stuff yeah. like that really affects my mood. As mm. whole, I think about it all day, even like sad songs. Like if I have a really sad song on, it just brings my mood down. Like I try not to listen to sad songs. I try not mm. to listen to sad things because it really affects me. Like I really absorb that stress, that mm. that sort of oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Like mm. it's like I just just cut that out. Like literally, yeah. I hate the news. Like, I hate the news. Not just that, mate, is that the media, the media feed off that, the media fuel off people who are getting stressed over it because it gets, it's clickbait. They, they want people looking into it. If they're, you know, talking about something that great happened in the day, no one cares, unfortunately. It sells. Unfortunately, it's what sells, mate, and people, it, it gets people watching, gets people listening. I also have a stat for you on social media. Yeah. Is 70%, there's a 70% increase in depressive symptoms for those on social media, those that aren't. 70 percent yeah yeah, yeah. why young adults are struggling so much is they are the hub of this social media like generation aren't they mm-hmm. and i guess like you know you come back to it we're on social media all day all, all our stuff's on social media you know, if you, if for you it's it working but for me like the podcast ed, like editing all day it's on social media i'm a young adult i can't escape it mm. everything i know every everyone i know is on it my, my way of being able to rationalize that in my own head is that we we know that if we're reaching out to people to try and you know we're not saying we're here to save lives if we if we do then amazing we're there to educate young men in particular but young men and women who are or were in our situation or have someone who knows that they are 
And because we know that the people we're targeting are on social media platforms, we have to be on it. So yeah. my way of being able to rationalize being on it and reaching out to those people is because that's the, that's the we can't write letters. Therefore, this is our way of being able to be there for when people are struggling on social media and they come across our page or they come across a, a clip or an Instagram, a 10 second or one of our hour long podcasts that we do with our amazing guests is that if they do see that, it gives them a, a, a glimmer of hope being like, okay, it actually makes sense. Yeah, massively. Completely yeah. agree. That's our 15 minute timer up. Uh, I hope you've learned something of value from this. You know, this is a scary crisis to be in, you know, these young adults like myself, like you, who are going through all these problems. And, you know, it could be financial from universities, you know, being in debt, struggling to find a house, struggling to rent, struggling to live a life, struggling to make memories because of that. It could be due to social media, all these different things. We'd love to hear from you guys below about what your thoughts are and why young adults are struggling yeah. so people from the age of 18 to 25. Secondly, thank you for all the questions and topic areas you guys send in. We are trying to cover as many as possible and we've got some great chat shows lined up. But for the meantime, that's it from me. That's it from me as well. And this is Inside of Mine. Take it easy.